0: Welcome back to General Education, your weekly roundup of USC news straight off the Daily Trojan Press. I'm your host, Grace Ingram. We have a lot to catch you up on, so let's get right into it. This episode contains discussions of violence. USC announced Tuesday that the Annenberg School for Communication Building, aka Old Annenberg, will undergo renovations following a $10 million grant from the Annenberg Foundation. The grant consists of a $5 million grant along with a $5 million matching gift. The architect, Quincy Jones, who designed the original ASC building in the 1970s, will be in charge of the redesign according to a post on Annenberg's Instagram. There's no timeline for the multi-year project yet. USC women's lacrosse and soccer fans will be sitting prettier in a few years. On Monday, USC announced a $38 million project to build a new stadium for the teams. The 2,500 seat Rawlinson Stadium is named after Joseph Rawlinson, a Los Angeles philanthropist whose family now runs the foundation that gave $10 million toward the project. USC women's soccer coach Jane Aluconis is excited for the new stadium, saying, quote, It will be an incredible place for our student-athletes to showcase their talents and their fight-on mentality, end quote. The stadium is expected to be finished in 2025. The project is part of what Folt described as a, quote, strategic vision, end quote, to improve USC's athletics facilities. As part of this plan, Folt announced Thursday that the university will also build an improved USC baseball stadium and a new performance center for USC football. USC has started demolishing Marks Hall and Trojan Hall, dorms that had been closed since the start of the coronavirus pandemic in 2020. The first phase of demolition began Wednesday and will continue until August. Further demolition will start after commencement in May 2024. USC has not made public a plan for the construction project that will replace the dorms and is still considering what it will build in their place. On Wednesday, the Committee of Interns and Residents announced a unanimous vote to ratify a new contract guaranteeing benefits for Keck School of Medicine House staff. The contract provides many benefits including a $10,000 annual housing allowance, six weeks paid parental leave, a $1,400 annual education stipend, and salary increases across the board. The residents, interns and fellows, work rotations at a number of LA hospitals throughout the LA General Residency Program. Their negotiations with the Keck School of Medicine started in October and have focused on achieving equal pay and benefits to their LA County employed colleagues. Before this new contract, Keck School of Medicine employed residents earned an average of $10,000 less than their County employed co workers who work the same jobs in the same program. Murders of in house people in Los Angeles have been rising dramatically since 2011, according to L.A. police data. In 2011, there were four homicides, while in 2022, there were 92. I interviewed Zach Lara to discuss his article on the causes and consequences of these homicides. What was the timeline like for this story?
1: So I actually wrote this story back in May. It was pushed back, so it didn't get published until recently. When I started on the article, I was finding sources, but a lot of people like the shelters weren't getting back to me or weren't, weren't really, weren't willing to talk about the issue. So it actually took me, I think about two weeks to get to my actual sources that I used for the story. And it was a lot of just going back and forth to people. So that was, I would say the majority of like the timeline was spent finding sources and getting interviews was the hard part, and then I wrote it probably in about a week, but I would say it was probably like a three-week process overall.
0: And what led you to your pursuit of this story?
1: Well, I took an assignment from my editor. It was just an assigned story idea, but I thought it was interesting because as I started to, I was doing a little bit of preliminary research on the issue just to like see if I was interested in writing it, and I saw like the numbers were kind of insane, so I thought that they needed to be shared. And I wanted to get the right people on the story to kind of like represent shelters and people that could speak on the issue, because I feel like it's kind of not very talked about. And I think it's an issue that a lot of people don't want to talk about because it's uncomfortable. But I think that the issue of homicide and homeless populations is important to address, especially because of just all of the issues with homelessness and the mass number of increasing homelessness and all like it's just a bad situation overall.
0: When reporting on this story, did the gravity of the subject matter inspire you to write or discourage you?
1: I think it inspired me to write. It was definitely alarming, like the stuff that I learned and obviously scary and and uncomfortable. But I think that it's important that this information was shared with the students at usc and and whoever, you know the the audience of the daily Church. And I think that people in general need to know more about this issue, especially if they're living in the l a area so i think it was definitely important to address and kind of call attention to
0: and what did you try to be mindful of in terms of subject matter
1: it's definitely a sore subject for some who maybe like are they want to support homeless people or maybe they they just kind of want to ignore the issue but then you're calling i'm calling attention to like the death of homeless people which is like oh we're not doing anything about this issue and people are dying because of it so that's definitely like a sensitive subject i feel like
0: and why did you decide to interview the people that you did? And how was that process?
1: I was trying to find people at USC at first who could talk about the issue. And as I was kind of searching around, there wasn't really any experts that we had on the homicide rates in in unhoused populations, because it's a pretty specific issue. But I did talk to the lead of the director of the Center for Homelessness at USC, who was helpful in, in kind of giving me some numbers and telling me like what USC was was doing to help with the issue how they were supporting organizations that that help homeless people but I the otherwise I was looking at like local shelters people who had seen the problem firsthand and could kind of speak to what they've been experiencing who have kind of first person contact with unhoused people so those are the people that I kind of looked to interview and like I said it was hard to get sources because I wasn't hearing back from a lot of them but I think the people that were most eager to talk were the two shelters that I that I interviewed, which were shelters on Skid Row, which is where they're seeing a lot of the kind of violence.
0: And do you see an opportunity to keep reporting on this topic? I
1: would say for sure. I think it's a developing issue. There's always more that we can do to help. And I think that a lot of the concerns that the people that I talked to had brought up was about policy and how the current policy is is kind of worsening the issue and ma- leading to more homelessness and kind of throwing it aside and, and trying to ignore it versus actually trying to attack the structural and fundamental issues um that are causing homelessness. So I think there's a lot more to be said about that. And there's a lot more about to be reported on about the efforts that people are making. I think that what I reported on was more just reflecting on like the issue and the consequences of what's happening. And I think There's definitely a lot of room for investigation into solutions and how to address the issue of homelessness and um, homeless homicides.
0: Dr. Ben Hemwood, professor at the School of Social Work and director of USC Center for Homelessness, had this to say regarding how the general public can respond better to the crisis of unhoused people. To the extent that we can advocate for different policy choices that can help address some of these root causes. You know, that's what people should be doing and advocating, you know, that they're, that they're, you know,
1: elected officials. Don't focus on, you know, kind of the like street sweep. Let's just clean up for the weekend, but really focus on, hey, how do we create
0: more affordable housing? And What do those policies look like? And how how can I be supportive of that? This episode was hosted by Grace Ingram, written by Grace Ingram, Christina Schcarbel, and Jonathan Park. Edited by Grace Ingram. Produced by Grace Ingram and Christina Schcarbel. General Education is one of three shows on the Daily Trojan Podcast Network. You can find more episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts, as well as our website, dailytrojan.com. Visit the episode description for our links and more information. We hope you're enjoying your summer Trojans. We'll be back next week.